Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wild old time of year now, round 12 in the NRL heating up. And just as we go to air, Lakey, I've refreshed the button. Angus Crichton out two matches. What timing? Great timing by the SC report. Ugh, brutal. Can we start what again? Start? Can we start again? <laughs> I usually stuff the intro up as well. And we're doing this three or four times over. So maybe it's just my browser playing up. But yeah, there we go. Roosters having a bad night at the judiciary. First, Radley, now Crichton. That's so. it. Both upheld. Radley's out for five. Crichton's out for two. So may as well flick him. It's, uh, yeah, he's going to be missing origin. You know who I feel most sorry for in this whole sorry saga is poor old uh, Daily Telegraph writer Rob Sutherland brought in Victor Radley's this big buy last week and I liked it. I thought it was a good shout. And then sort of remembered about 10 minutes into the game like, oh, yeah, this is probably not an ideal setup for a guy like Victor Radley. Yeah, he just lost his freaking head four times. <laughs> yeah, it certainly did. How did, he not, how did he not get sent? I don't know. That's last week. Anyway, been uh, on the Sunday pod, actually with uh, almost your namesake, Lay K. I don't know if you listen, but geez, mate, I reckon uh, some of our fans out there could do a little bit better. He's actually almost, I think he's now in the top 1K. <laughs> Here he, we are. So, did he give us any pointers, any advice of how we can fix our seasons? Basically just said, just keep up the good work. I think doing everything we do not, uh, or everything we tell them to do and, and do the opposite, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yep. But, mate, well, I'll just have a look at our, our run sheet here as we get into the usual uh, spiel of the pod. But you've had a, a cracking week there, 1533 up to in the four figures. I <laughs> did, yes. I was dropping, dropping uh, rankings quickly. So happy to be in the, what is it, low 9,000s, I think I am, on the way mm. up. On the rocker of Might the week. Might not be the rocker mate. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. The rocker of this podcast, mate. Absolutely on the up, buying uh, very high. So, I'm 14.94, 11K. So, I thought I'd have a huge jump. And then I looked around at some of the other scores in the leagues. There was another 1,800 overall. Yeah, there was just some massive scores. I did my usual par tweet on the Monday morning, and I think it came at about half 1,400, which was just insane. These were sort of top-end numbers only two or three years ago. So it was unthinkable, and now they're just putting them back to back. I think they're the same, basically the same scores we had last week. So it's a crazy old time of uh, super coaching, really. All the uh, basically all the elements leading to big scores. There's some players absolutely on the uh, on the up and up, and there's some rule changes that might not be helping out a lot of sides. Twelve, eleven men defending in your line never is never going to really hold up, uh, and you're going to leak some points. I think that's what we're starting to see. Maybe it'll level out as the season wears on, and some of the worst teams get a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, I think we're just going to have to get used to some of these massive scores. And really, uh, the big thing is get your captaincy right. So, how are you doing so far, I guess, overall? You're the, you're the captain's guy for the site. How would you say you're faring 
10 out of 10 uh, so far this year with your picks? I'd say about 9 out of 10. What? How many rounds have we had? 11. Um, yep. I did Captain Ponga for a 40 at one stage, but I think other than that, I'm going pretty well. Generally, captaining a uh, triple-figure score, or if not, going pretty close to when um, Fafita's had a down week and scored an 87 or something like that. So I'm pretty happy with how I've gone this year, and it's it's the last couple of weeks especially have absolutely turned my season around with Cleary going, what is he had? 400 points over the course of the last two weeks. So um, doubling that's been an absolute game changer. You know, I'm actually reading on the site. Some people saying, how do I bring Nathan, should I bring Nathan Cleary into the site? Like, uh, why, why isn't he in I'm there? Sorry, what? I know I, I get asked this question quite a lot. Why don't I have Brian Toe? Why don't I have Dave Fido? Why don't I have Kirk Kepp? Whatever. But now it's my turn to ask, why don't you have Nathan Cleary? What are you doing? Some, uh, a few people started the season by trying to um, go a pod route by... No, Cleary's too highly owned and I'm going to go elsewhere and, and Jesus, kicking yourselves. Absolutely kicking yeah. yourselves. There was Cleary that- or nothing in, at the start of the season and he's proven so. Mm, George Williams by at the start of the year might not be looking too flash uh, at the minute, but there's a, there's yeah, plenty of going on in the background for this pod. Anyway, we're not going to do the usual TLT game by game in detail like we normally do. I think we'll go short and sharp with some of the bigger highlights coming out of the team list dropping today. We'll then launch into some of the key questions coming out of this week. So Sam Walker, obviously a massive trade-out target. He had a very bad week last week. Uh, a lot of rage trades, uh, even myself included. So I've uh, currently got on the out list of my own. Mm. So we'll look at some of the options people are going and whether or not we should be moving him on or whether we just hold fire. We'll talk a little bit about some left field or one left field option that I've picked out my own side. And I've spoken to you off there. You've done the safe route. So, of course, we'll I go love uh, a safe left route, field. Mate. Love a safe route. Always uh, protection. Protect up and you'll go what your safe uh, play is for this week. And then we'll talk a little bit about our captaincies, obviously. I, I thought it was set in stone, but you've gone a little bit different to me. And then we'll talk. This is probably, uh, as we mentioned before, Nathan Cleary going from strength to strength in the millions. First time ever for Supercoach. We'll talk about whether or not we might actually contemplate moving this guy on, banking some cash because you could basically just have a, a side flush with guns um, well way earlier than you would normally do. Normally, it's it's you know, around 20 onwards when we start to get enough money to have uh, out and out guns every position. But a guy like Nathan Cleary, so much money tied up in one player, is it a smart move or not? That's the pod for tonight. Lakey, let's get into the injuries and suspensions. <laughs> Once the injury list doesn't actually take up a full page, it's quite nice to see here. Lakey, what's going on? Uh, not a lot. As I said, it's it's been pretty quiet as far as injury goes, which is really nice. Um, Harry Grant, we got that news uh, earlier, well, just before last week, that um, his hamstring was a little bit worse than first thought. So he's now in danger of missing State of Origin 1, but I see physios just tweeted out to see that Harry's been back in training. So he's looking at likely suiting up for Origin 1. I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss round 14 as they sort of manage that. But um, it is good news for us Queenslanders. He should be back. Hopefully. You kind of got to have – you got to have Reed Marnie there, though, surely. He'll be I in as a non-owner. I think he'll be in the squad um, and they'll give Harry Grant up until game day or whatever. Maybe, yeah, maybe even have Marnie on the bench and, and case that Hammy gives out halfway through the game. But, yeah, it's looking a little bit dire as Marnie owners. Um, but, you know – as, as, as a state of origin, big state of origin fan, you'd rather play it safe there, I think. So go Grant and Marnie. Um, 
the other one, Papi, we uh, we were there to watch that on the Sunday and he got absolutely KO'd in Magic Round. Missed last week, obviously. Bellamy's come out on Saturday night to say that he's expected to be out for another three to four weeks. They're going to play it safe with him considering a um, history of concussions with the young fella. So, um, And, you know, Nico Hines is doing a pretty good job, so there's no need to rush him back. The other ones um, of main interest, I guess, CNK came out and said he needs surgery on his neck. It hasn't rehabbed as well as he thought, so he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season, if not returning round 24. So, you know, sort of why would you bother? Elliot Whitehead. Just to stop you in your in your run there, this is probably fucking hilarious, but I'm just having a look at uh, Ryan Pappenhausen because I was having a, just have a gander at how many players still got him, 14% of sides. He is traded in this week. Two people have traded him in for David Fafita. Sorry, traded him in. Yes, I just love this picture. Uh, Supercoach Gold, I think it's an exclusive, but you can have a look at who uh, players are moving people in and out for and two two Supercoaches are moving them in for uh, David Fafita. Um, who else you got? People are trading out Gutho, Nico Hines. He's gone. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You're not reading this the wrong um, way around, are you? There's- I am certainly not because you flicked to the other side and uh, 4,000 tradeouts for Matt Burton. So, <laughs> for whichever super coaches have um, let their mates take charge of their sides, I think you just need to wow. uh, cool your jets. Um, yeah. Anyhow, sorry, Lakey. Stop no, 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 it's there. That, that's well the Raiders, how, how bad are they going? How bad yeah, are they? Yeah, so Raiders? CNK's out for a little while. Elliot Whitehead, um, his finger was basically at right angles. I don't know if you caught that during the yep, game. That it was, was lovely. Disgusting. So mm. he's questionable, and he's at the judiciary tonight to downgrade. I think he's just got a fine, but he's trying to get it downgraded anyway. Um, your boy's Connolly Lamelu. Um, Thumb fracture, he's out for six weeks. So it looks like Jarvid Brown is um, all but certain for a spot for the next month. After we just said, we just said on last week's pod how Jarvid Bowen does not have a guaranteed spot in the side when Hamizo returns, which he did this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowen's on the outer. And then lo and behold, six week injury, Bowen lasts. But six weeks will take him back. Uh, we'll have Lemuelu back before that round 17 bye week. Well, so right, in round Bowen, 17, weren't it? Yep. Mm. Owners of Javid Bowen and his likely 20 points each week from here on out might uh, might not get the cash rises they once did. But that's a pessimistic Cowboys fan. Continue again. Um, <laughs> the rest of the injuries are all HIA related. You've got Francis Molo, Cody Ramsey, Jaden Hunt, and Max Figai, um from the Dragons. They're all sort of floating there and around. I know Ramsey and Hunt, I believe, have been named. Max Figai yeah, Molo and... Yeah, Molo and Fear and I are both out. Um, so and Josh Mansour as well. He copped a really bad night. Caught the back of Toto's boot um, when Toto scored his try. So Mansour looked very dusty walking off and he's uh, been given a week's break for it. Poor bloke. Uh, suspension news, obviously. Hot off the, the presses, uh, Crichton and Victor Adley. They're both gone. So Crichton's out for two games, which he won't be able to take over Origin from what I understand. So it's going to be round 12 and round 14. So he's not going to be back until... Uh, round 15. So that's a huge blow for owners and a lot of cash now sitting uh, on the pine. I didn't plan on on talking about this guy because I had a look at the footage and I asked you off air, you hadn't seen it. It was so innocuous, this tackle. And it was the the late hit into the back of the the playmaker, which obviously they're trying to stamp out on. But I thought Crichton did enough to sort of pull out and it was quite gentle. Uh, Has some carryover points that led to this uh, more lengthy suspension. But yeah, 
that's uh, rotten news for us owners. Are you, I guess, without having him as a topic of conversation this week, are you looking to move him on this week or next? Potentially. Um, I'll see what I can get for him, but um, I don't know if you can hold him now. Um, mm. I was hoping he would get off, as you said. I, I've i got my advice from you and a couple of other boys who said that it wasn't that bad, but I know it's a, a type of tackle they're trying to get out of the game, so they're setting a precedent, if nothing else. And they're just saying, mm. if you're doing this sort of hit, we're not going to let you get away with it, regardless of what your intent is or whatnot. So, Tell um, you what, though, now, good, uh, good chance for you to upgrade him to... Isaiah Papali. And may I just add as well, I'm just throwing in these little tidbits here, but I had a look at our ratings again on Apple uh, and we had a new one from last week and someone was mentioning that you dropped the name Ice mm. and we didn't actually clarify who that player is My and apology. if we could do that from now on. Uh, yeah, I even was a little unsure, but I just rolled with it. So, Ice is Isaiah Papali and later you'll right. never do that again. No, no, that's me. That's on me. I don't, I've um, been the victim of that plenty of times with people using nicknames and me not understanding who they were. So, I should have known better. So, I apologize for that. Yes, Ice is Isaiah Papali'i. Um, on that, there's a couple more boys who are suspended. Kurt Capel's out for a game with a crusher tackle. Your mate, Jason Tomalolo, careless high tackle. Did he, um, his dog hit him high, I know. Um, <laughs> that was quite a funny one, yep. And so he's out. But, yeah, so Tom Alolo was out for a hit on Tyson Frizzell, which ended up with him in the sin bin. Um, and Frizzell, moneymaker, looking a bit worse for wear. Mm. Um, and then the Brisbane pair of Gamble and Lodge are both out for a week each. Um, and I saw someone say the positive of these suspensions, um, for Gamble and Lodge especially, is that you know they'll be there in round 13. So they're missing this week. There's no chance for them doing something stupid for round 12 and being suspended for round 13. So, they should be back. Hmm, that's exactly what I said about Tyron Peachy as well. He was gone for two <laughs> weeks. He can't possibly do anything dumb up to now in round 13. So, he should be suiting up Dutchwood. Uh, but, yeah, at least for Tyson Gamble, the only risk is that Anthony Milford kills it, right? Yeah, which um, I don't think that's a huge risk. <laughs> yeah, just never know. It's a wild world, mate. 13-plus uh, for the Broncos last week, I think, was paying 40-something dollars. So, I could have another story on my house if I was, uh, yeah, had that foresight. But there you go. To be fair, having a look at some other odds this week, the Bulldogs, they have a, a line of 35. They uh, have been given that against the Panthers. So. From what I understand, the Bulldogs are the longest ever odds to win a game at, is it $19? Wild. And mm. um, the Panthers are a dollar one to continue their streak. Yeah, it's a uh, going to be a tough one for yeah, them. But worthwhile. Anyway, look forward to that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, there's a few other suspensions, but they're not really super coach relevant, so I won't delve into them too much. Love it. Let's get into the short and sharp game by games. Uh, should I play that after every single game, Lakey? Yeah or no? I probably wouldn't if it was me. <laughs> and the fact it's so short and sharp, we could get uh, so many give you loves to a cowboy man in a short space of time. Broncos going up against the Storm, the resurgent Broncos against the side that they never beat at Suncorp or really anywhere else. But notables for them, uh, for the Broncos, Matt Lodge, who's been much talked about as a potential uh, 
new buyer for you guys. Yes. Out yes. with suspensions, price, price. Um, he's probably of some relevance because I know people were looking at him as a, a cheap-ish option in your front row. So, is he too much of a risk now suspension-wise and also is he going to you guys? Yeah. For, so, the last I saw was that he's a chance of suiting up for us in round 13. So, I don't know what's going to play out over the next week and a half or whatever it is, but it, he may have played his last game for the Broncos and heading down to the Hunter. Um, if that's the case, he's still playing round 13. He's suspended this week and be back for round 13. And if he's suiting up straight away, don't know what capacity, but he'll be playing. Mm, very interesting. T.Y. Rabati is going to take his place as a, a cheapie. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. But I look forward to him becoming your Josh McGuire. I had to put up with him in my side for uh, two years. So, yeah, you can must have say, fun with- I was not stoked about that news. <laughs> For the storm, Jerome Hughes is back. Uh, very interesting play for this week for mine. I think he's a, a great shout despite the price tag. So he's coming up against uh, a club that he I think likes playing against. So look forward to seeing how he goes. And obviously, as you mentioned, Ryan Pappenhausen out for potentially another three to four weeks, which uh, definitely hurts his long-term value as a super coach option. Hopefully, he gets back on the park uh, quickly. But obviously, in his place, Nico Hines is just absolutely towering up. So, anyway, if you've uh, been smart enough to jump on him, you're sort of happy with that news there. Well, and speaking of um, that news and Papenhausen being out, they played the Broncos in round four, which I they they ran away with it, and Papenhausen had a 197 that night. So, Nico mm. Hines is, um, is looking likely to put on a big score again. Cows and, cows and Warriors, Friday night game, early one. Cows and Warriors, indeed. Yeah, we so played them three weeks ago. What's happening with your boys, mate? Lolo's out. What's um? What's the runaround? Uh, we got Cohen Hess, big Cohen. I've always, he's always my joke, super coach option, but you never know. Could be a decent shout if he gets lock minutes. But yeah, he's a um in the front. Well, playing at lock there, he should get some decent minutes. And Hamizo, he's back, uh, obviously for Lemuelo. So as we mentioned, good news for Jarvid Bowen. New owners from last week. He didn't. Uh, he kept getting cut out against you guys, but um, they seem to really love paying out for LBAs for Val Holmes rather than Jarvid Bowen. I feel like he passed the ball a couple of times and didn't get rewarded. So, yep, yeah, I don't know. He's gone the old. Had a hiku from the glory days of what was it twenty nineteen when he just couldn't get a couldn't get a stat. He yep. might be the new Petter, who ironically is coming to the cows next year. So all happening. Otherwise, uh, not a hell of a lot going on, super coach wise. For the Warriors, though, Reese Walsh killed it last week. Um, it's amazing how much confidence these sort of young players have. But he's again got the number one jersey at RTS, still on the wing. Uh, Josh Curran's still at least a week away, which would have him back for round 14, fingers crossed. Uh, Reese Walsh, interesting option, though. Cheaper alternative to anyone else at the fullback spot that you might be thinking uh, in that gun mould. But I don't know. I, I think he's one for the pod hunters more than anything, right? Yeah, he is. And um, he's someone I was looking at for post round 13. So he'll be playing round 17. I was hoping to be able to bring him in cheap. Had his big breakout game. Um, a couple of weeks too early for my mind, so he's going to make a ton of cash by then. But um, he's someone to watch heading out the other side of the first buy. Yeah, if you have a look around, I mean, you've got Tommy Turbo who will play Origin and will also then have to back up two days after it. Uh, that round 14 game for him is a Friday night matchup against the Cowboys early game as well. So tough one for him. And obviously Tedesco, the Roosters often 
like resting their players, particularly someone like Tedesco who's going to play a big role in Origin this year, you'd suspect. Even Gutho, he might be in Origin as well. He's a, he's a popular fullback option, pretty pricey as well. So a guy like Reese Walsh could actually provide you a bit of stability in there. No silly buggers with laid outs or anything like that. So yeah, a couple of good it. reasons to, to have him in. Obviously, the, the thing is he just doesn't have the pedigree given he's a you know rookie in this side here. And, and the Warriors, they've had a pretty good – they've tailed up some – uh, lesser players. I know against us, he had a, a 30 a couple of weeks before that, which is um, still lingering there. But even in that game, he looked very, very dangerous. So I think every single time he's been thrust into the fullback spot, whether it's off the bench, whatever it is, he's killed it. So yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing from him, but I guess longer term, that may be the worry. Yeah, that's it. Um, the, the thing about the round 17 buy is just an absolute... Um, uh, it's just a wasteland for f- fullback options. You, you've got Caleb Bacon and Will Kennedy um, and Reese Walsh as the guys who are going to be playing fullback in that round, uh, plus whoever's suiting up at the back for the dogs and whoever's filling in for Teddy, Val Holmes, Latrell, and Turbo. So, I mean, it's it's just an absolute wasteland. Reese Walsh is far and away the best option. It was going to be RTS, obviously, but he's... Um, past the torch, so to speak. So Reese Walsh is um, looking a fantastic by post, but um, as I said, just he he put on a huge game last week, scored a try, set up about a billion others, and he's going to be making a ton of cash over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, he's a, he's a play for the round seventeen buyer, but I think longer term, if you don't bring him in, um, sort of this week or next, he's going to skyrocket in value. And then you've got to think about: Are you then going to have to spend a trade to bring back in a Turbo Teddy, whoever it might yeah, be? Yeah, that's uh, it. So he wouldn't be someone you keep until the end of the year. But it, you'd be writing his scores through round seventeen, then hoping to flick him for the the run home. Tigers and Dragons, what should be a cracking Friday night game here. Jeez, the Dragons are getting some decent billing, aren't they? Wow. Uh, Sharks last week and Tigers this week. What an absolute blockbuster, Quinella. For the Tigers, yeah, great news, mate. James Roberts, he's back. Yeah, he's back, ready for takeoff. Can't wait. <laughs> it is kind of a moment too soon because uh, all we needed him was for round 13. So yeah, prefer- that's good. Just really <laughs> hope he gets through this game and can suit up again next week. He's been sitting there at um, center wing seven for me since the start of the year and doing absolutely nothing and resisted the urge to trade him out when I could have. But um, now I need him to, to put on, I don't know, three tries, make up for it. That'll do. Honestly, we'll take 20 points uh, if it means not copping a zero. So, fingers crossed, Jimmy on the jet. Jimmy on the jet. Jimmy on the wing can get through this game, not stuff up too much, not piss Maguire off that much, and he can suit up again come round 13 when we actually bloody need him. Jake Simpkin, he was, I think he played 19 minutes last week. He's actually dropped off the interchange. Tom Amone takes his place. So, good news, I guess, for the Simpkin owners. I mean, he had a terrible score last week, obviously, with no minutes. Uh, you kind of do really hope, if you've still got him, that he does find the way into the side for uh, round 13. 267k, 37 break even. If he's benched, he's not going to score that. So, really, the only thing you're holding him for is that 13. Exactly, yeah. And, but I think with Simkin too, he was named in the reserves last week, if I'm not mistaken, and got pulled into the, the game day side. Mm. So, it's another one to watch styles he's mail for. Lean into that. Um, next to him on the reserve bench is Stefano Utoi Ikemanu. Um, so, nice. it's just they're two guys we've been hanging on to, hoping they get a run back. I hit up um, Wacko last week as a dragon, uh, Tigers man, 
And he said he feels like they'll both be in before round 13 because they've been training with the firsts and stuff like that. Simkin got the call up last week. Hopefully, Stefano can be next week. Would love it. That's fantastic timing if that is the case. Dragons, meanwhile, I talked about Cody Ramsey last week a little bit as an option. He's 250-odd K. Named a fullback. Obviously, Dufty's still maybe a week or two away, which would have uh, Ramsey there for round 13. Overcomer HIA, so he's suiting up this week. But yeah, he was he had one pretty good run last week against the Sharks, and that ultimately ended his night because he was clobbered high and went yep. from the field. So he in his one run looked okay. So good enough signs if you want to take a punt on a guy that's hopefully going to play fullback. But I guess yeah, hold that punt until next week when he's actually named there. But Ramsey's a guy I'm again keeping the eye on. And the other one was Max Fiena. I uh, had my eye on him. Obviously had a pretty decent score last week with a couple of tries and then got an HIA and isn't named this week. But he's replaced by Braden Williami, who has uh, not actually lost cash. So he yeah, started the season... Two hundred and one k, and I think he's gotten it up to two hundred nine with an average of twenty from six games. So he's flying. Yep, absolutely. He could just be off the refresh he needs off that calf injury. So keep an eye out on him just in case he goes ballistic this week. The game we have all been waiting for: Panthers and Dogs, three pm. This. Uh, yeah, I worry for my dogs fan friends that they might have to sit through what could be a very, very tough afternoon. Not that they're not used Serge to that. Buster will be thinking of yep. you. I'll be yeah. flicking you messages left, right, and centre once Cleary's running all over your boys. But, mate, yeah, look, look back work. at it. Last week against the Bunnies, a top four side, Cleary dropped 190. Against the Titans, who are pushing for that top eight, he broke the record with 225. What is he going to do on the dogs? Uh, probably get a rest after 20 minutes when they are 50 nil. But in all, in all You'll honesty, still be on 150 like, by then. <laughs> you just never know. Hey, Broncos beat the Roosters by 14 or whatever it was last week. No one saw that coming. The Bulldogs are in a similar sort of state. Um, you just never know. Maybe Penrith are going to treat this one a little bit lightly. Uh, in any case, they don't really have injuries to blame because Kurt Capewell, he's outspended for a week. Liam Martin shifts straight into the back row for him and Stephen Crichton still at the fullback with Dylan Edwards a while away. So, the injury list isn't huge. Uh, the casualty board is not uh, a lengthy one. So, no reason that they shouldn't absolutely tower the dogs up. But I don't know. You just never know. But if you own Penrith players, you've just you're absolutely playing everyone. Captaining them. You're yeah. playing yeah. Brighton. You're playing Stains. Stains. Even yep. Stains. Are we, are we against the dogs? That now? I think you would. Um, it's going to be hard. To, I know uh-huh. he put a 12 on last week and everyone was expecting better things, but um, it is the dogs. You've got to play play the matchup if that's what you've held him for. You've held him for the matchups. You play him for the matchup. But he had the matchup last week. Against the Bunnies. Yeah, well, it was a daytime game. So, you're yeah. saying it's reverse stains So, yeah. okay. All right. I like it. Let's let's just go with it. Uh, everyone bring in Charlie Staines this week. Look forward to that one for the Captain dogs. Him. Not much. Yeah, absolutely. Good news for them. Josh Jackson back. So, you know, may just steal that defensive line a little bit. He hasn't had a big history of injury. So, it'll be interesting to see how he fits back into the side. Jackson Topany returns as well. He's in the starting spot uh, for dummy half. Sione Katoa is suspended. But the big one, I think, for me and how this affects them is Luke Thompson. So, has been going about with um, limited other experience senior heads around him. Josh Jackson returning. Do you think that hurts him? No, I don't think so. Um, he's been getting through a ton of work and doing what he does. He had a big game last week with a try. So, 90 
97, 92, something around that. Um, I think he's just going to continue getting through his works. He'll probably play the same sort of minutes. Um, what's the real kicker is Cody Waddell, who has been – Corey Waddell, sorry, not Cody. Corey Waddell, who's been playing pretty well. He's been shafted to the reserves. So that's where the minutes are gone. Corey Waddell's playing pretty decent minutes. Um, I don't see anybody on that bench stealing Luke Thompson's minutes too much, or uh, especially with Bradley Dietz there. Mm. Firstly, we speak in code with names like Ice, and then we get the players' names wrong. Yes, uh, I'm really what, good at what this. What can we do, right? <laughs> good. Certainly, uh, super coach. Score prediction for this game, mate. Maybe we'll come back to this one next week. See how, who's the betting aficionado. So I'll go Penrith 62, Bulldogs 18. They'll score three tries. Three tries. I think you're being mm. very kind. I'll give them eight, um, and I'll say 56, 56 to eight. In what should be a much tighter game, because these two sides absolutely disappointed over the weekend, Rabbitohs and the Eels come up against each other at ANZ Stadium Saturday afternoon. For the Bunnies, thankfully for them, they've got Cam Murray coming back. Uh, he'll be much needed in that side. I think they lacked a bit of his influence out there. Josh Mansour, he's going to miss this week. And Tane Milne, the former bloody goat, uh, dual second row centre wing Cheapy, he's back. Uh, he's going to play a game. Could be uh, maybe around 17. Yeah. Who knows, Tane, good to see you back, son. Jai Arrow, he's back starting at prop. Tom Burgess back to bench. So a little bit of shuffling around. Surprised to see uh, Jaden Sewer, who's meant to be the Broncos, save yeah. for next year, as well as Liam Knight, both relegated. Uh, I thought some of Wayne's favourites. So not really mucking around. Latrell's there, obviously. You've got Cody at 5 8 who was very quiet over the weekend. So I don't know. I expect a, a bit better out of them this week and you know as maybe benji will even get a run but they were just so bad and also what's with damien cook um every you know, everyone's now starting to talk about him which he hasn't ever had in his career there's never been a, a point in time where damien cook's had to battle the media calling him out but now he's copping it so yeah. is this and the start so- of a resurgence Potentially. Um, maybe he'll get a different game plan in Origin and get some confidence back from that. Um, as we've been saying it for weeks. He's been out of the game, and I think he's just been feeding the halves and, and Latrell at the back and letting them do the work. He's not running the ball as much. He seems to just be picking very um, few chances he has, and he's picking them when he can. Um, otherwise, just shuffling it around and, and making his tackles. So not getting any attacking stats, not getting any line breaks or assists or anything like that, just um, playing his roles. So I, I just mm. don't know. I th- maybe it's a Wayne Bennett thing. Maybe we'll see a, the return of Damian Cook in the sky blue. I've got to say, this is, must have been his worst game, uh, maybe even from a statistical perspective. But last week, didn't take a single run, uh, gave away a penalty, dropped the ball twice in pretty crucial times of the game. Well, crucial parts of the field uh, when the Rabbitohs were on the attack. Missed five tackles, which is uh, his like worst. But, um, no, and he's had, a f- he's had a few games like that, actually. Four it's missed tackles, four missed tackles. really fault the Bunnies because, I mean, the Panthers are doing this to everybody at the moment. They're just absolutely yep. destroying people. Um, so. You know, the Rabbitohs obviously had a bad game, but it was against the premier competition in, um, in the NRL at the moment. So we'll see how they rebound this week. Getting Cam Murray back is a huge boost to the squad. He's been sorely missed. He's go forward and quick play the balls, which has really helped Damian Cook over the last few years. Um, so hopefully they get a bit of their um, their character back, a bit of their their spirit. 
and um, mm. they can actually push the Eels into maybe a second loss in a row. Could be for the Eels. They don't really have much of Supercoach relevance here. Obviously, Dylan Brown still out, and Jacob Arthur getting his third game. So he's a, a cheapie with a break even of negative nine, uh, only available at halfbacks. So obviously, not a popular one, but interesting enough for him. He's played okay, I guess, in a in a well beaten side last week, and obviously scored the try the week before. So good stuff from him. And again, like the I don't know if you saw much of the game on on Sunday. It was a cracking game, but Isaiah Papali and Ryan Madison were both. Uh, subbed off at various stages of the game. Yeah. Uh, Maddo the first half and I think Papali in the second. And you got Bryce Cartwright in there. He came out and just stunk it up. Um, standard Cardi. So hopefully, fingers crossed for Maddo, they learn from that and just don't mess with it. But I don't know if that's going to be the, the long-term play. We're just going to maybe have to get used to 60, 65 minutes from both those guys. Well, from what I understand, Maddo came off in the first half for uh, HIA, um, which he passed and came back on. But then there's no explaining the second um, stint on the bench. So I just don't understand what BA is doing over there. Yeah, I was at an HIA. Did not know. I just saw his absence and, and got a little angry. And especially when Cardi is throwing stupid offloads like he normally does. But Papali, I think that's a, a couple of weeks in a row now that he's been uh, taken off for a bit of a spell, which I guess makes sense. He's probably not had the history of uh, huge uh, stints in the game. Obviously, this year is, is a entirely different kettle of fish for him. He's killing it. But um, I don't know. Does he drop back a little bit in value or is he just that damn good this year that it doesn't matter how long he's playing. It's just what he's doing. Out I there. think he's just that good. I mean, he's only played, looking at it now, he's only played three 80-minute games because he pushes from the – he starts out wide and pushes into the middle and plays mm. his regular work rate in there. So, he gets a bit of a rest. But, you know, with his 70-minute game last week, he scored nearly a ton. Um, two weeks ago – three weeks ago, he's played a 70-minute game and scored 125. It's just – he's just been – performing when he's out there regardless since round four he has only had one game where he hasn't scored a trial set one up that's pretty incredible for a second rower um you know in a guy that's not really been established in the nrl uh, since before this year so whatever brad arthur's done with this guy it's absolutely worked so credit to him and any super coach owners out there Shooks and the Raiders again, two sides looking to bounce back, uh, at least for the Roosters. The Raiders, though, they are in a world of hurt off the field. It's just, I don't know what's going on. Who knows? It's a strange old time for a club that may have had its premiership window. James Hooper certainly good. doesn't know. He does not know. I did like seeing the look on his face when uh, George Williams came out with the tweet mid-NRL 360. That was quite funny. But, uh, yeah, all is not right at the milk. But for the Roosters, uh, tough loss last week, but a side like them doesn't stay down for too long. Angus Crichton and Victor Adler are obviously out this week. TKO, interestingly enough, is back in the starting side in the, the prop rotation. So he's been okay, I guess. If anyone's held on to him, he's done salvageably for, I think, 50s and 60s. Uh, maybe one down score the week before that, but doing okay. Now back in the starting side, won't have goal kicking though because Sam Walker's still there. Is obviously. it a permanent move, do you think? Say Isaac Liu was starting in the prop and now he's moved mm. to uh, lock to cover Radley. Um, so it's a, a five weeks that Radley's out um, and TKO is now in prop backfilling Isaac Liu. So once Radley's back, is TKO um, demoted again? I don't know whether it was just an easing TKO back in. Um, from injury, whether they're just giving him a, 
bit of bench stints to come on against tighter forwards or whatever it might be. But I see Tico as surely a starter longer term. But I think we spoke about him last week. Without the goal kicking and sort of a guaranteed decent stint on the park, it really dents him as a super coach option. But I guess conversely, he's now dropped a ton of cash. Yeah, um, he's just over just 400K much that- at the moment. He's got mm-hmm. an 80 break even. So if he can get, uh, even if he does have a decent game this week, he's um, still going to be low 400s for anyone wanting to pick him up in round 14. Joseph Suwali drops out this week as well after making his much-awaited debut. I thought he was okay. Uh, possibly yeah, dropped of a line break. Yeah. Definitely not their, their worst out there. And I think he, you can see there's a bit of bit of flash there uh, ready to burst. For the Raiders, uh, Jordan Ruffin, a much uh, welcome back return from him. He pushes Semi Valame out of the side. Sam Williams, he's a new halfback now that George Williams has been given the boot. So he's gone back to England and Sammy Williams comes in. 380K, and I think you mentioned uh, off air he had some ridiculous game last year that's ruined that. Yeah, that's it. So, round 20, the Raiders rested all their finals guys, their starter guys, and Sam Williams led the baby Raiders to a big victory over the Sharks. Had a huge game, scored a ton, I think, and um, I think I picked him up in... The only reason I know is I picked him up in one of my draft sides and won a final with him. So, cheers to you, Sammy. Yeehaw, indeed. Tom Starling retains starting number nine role, and Hodgson comes from the bench. There was some talk, I think... 360 guys, of course, but they talked about potentially moving Hodgson to halfback for the rest of the year. Um, I don't know. I think Sam Williams has probably been around the traps long enough that he can handle uh, that while Jack Whiten sort of does the flashy stuff. So I don't know. I'd be interested to see what that does with Hodgson, but I think he's effectively ruled out as a super coach option anyway. One guy, um, I think he's still quite low owned, is our boy, Corey Harawiranaira. Uh Possibly one of the Raiders' better players from the last few weeks, doing his job out there. A couple of offloads was handy last week with the game gone. But, I mean, for you and I, I think we're liking what we're seeing. Very much so. So, we, we watched him at Magic Round. Um, always a chance to score against his old club, the Dogs, and he did so. So, put on a 71. Um, and then I was worried about him coming up against Melbourne before Melbourne dropped almost in their entire side out and um, the Raiders having do, done so as well. Corey Harawinara was um, required to put in a big work rate, scored another 70. So he's been really good over the last couple of weeks. He's got a break even of 11, just over 400K. The risk getting in this week is he doesn't play next week, the first buy round, but um, mm. he should hold his starting spot through round 17 anyway. Sharks and Titans down in Coffs Harbour, uh, interesting location. But for the Sharkies, uh, Talakai, our boy from last year, he's back just on the bench though. Jesse Ramian Noodles, he's back from an eye injury as well uh, in the centre spot, vacated now by the injured Josh Dugan. Suspended. Sean Johnson, SJ, suspended, of course. Yes, you've got you to clarify because it could be injury, but yes, suspension this time. That is and apparently his first suspension ever or in the last seven years or something incredible. Uh, yep. Interesting stat. SJ, he's been back, and for some reason they've dropped uh, future premiership cowboy Chad Townsend uh, to the bench, which means both our, both our halves recruits for next season are currently playing in Reggie's for very ordinary NRL sides. <laughs> it must fill you with supreme confidence knowing that you've given Chad Townsend the same contract that uh, Adam Reynolds just got. I, cut, I drowned out everything you just said, Matt. I'm sure it was all... <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff for the chat, but he's gone. And uh, Andrew Fafita back on the bench as well. So uh, not quite there. I think we called him as potentially being the Cardi of the last couple of rounds, the old uh, ex-Supercoach goat that's going to come back on the bench and kill it. He has not. So he there you go. Not. 
Titans, the return of Dave Fafita. What a play if you've held on to him for this long. Please do not trade him out for uh, Ryan Pappenhausen or do. You know what? Just do it. Um, but, yeah, Dave Fafita, obviously, it's going to be a scary proposition for any non-owners this week, of which I'm hoping a lot of people have now joined me. It's great to be on this side of the death ride train, isn't it? Well, I mean, yes, but I've just lost Angus Crichton, so I'm looking for a replacement. Mm, short term, though. Yes, short term. So, yes, that's the thing with Fafita. He'll play the Sharks this week, likely have a pretty good game, all that pent-up aggression and whatnot. Origin next week, then um, comes back against the Rabbitohs in round 14 on the Friday night, so just two nights after Origin. So he could be missing a couple of games in a row there. Very interesting play, 852K. And 100-something yeah, which he here. could always he could always clear this week comfortably. So yeah, I'm not looking forward to watching this one. I hope they just ease him back in, but we shall see. Knights and Manly. Well, you boys were uh, ordinary against us last week for about 20 minutes, then okay, and then ordinary again. So not sure how you're going to fare against a better side than us, but Manly is certainly that on a daytime game at home. This could be a bloodbath, but you do have some cavalry returning, mate. Talk us through how you're going to win. <laughs> how are we going to win? Um, the Seagulls bus could stall out on the way to the stadium and have to play their Ooh. Reggies. So, um, slash tires, turbo Slash tires, yep, that's it. No, the Ponga returns, um, Brabham Best returns as well. So big ins. The best news for us is that means Kurt Mann uh, is nowhere near the fullback position. He returns into the halves. And um, he'll be partnering Crossland with Blake Green announcing his immediate retirement from the game. So I don't know, like anybody who's watched the Knights over the last couple of weeks has seen that the game has moved past Blake Green. Coming back from his ACL, he's a bit older now. The game's got way faster. So he's um, come to that realization himself and um, decided to hang up the boots. So cheers to you, Blake Green, for all you've done throughout the NRL career. Um, There you go. You will be missed. But um, yeah, so getting back to the Knights and Supercoach relevance, it's the same sort of lineups. Fitzgibbon had a big game, which hurts us hoping that um, AOB would see what we're all seeing and he's useless. So Barnett's still there in the lock. Watson at 14, they'll play their usual roles, I think, and sort of affect each other. And Oshim Ponga coming back means he's goal kicking. You would think so, um, but he had uh, he was out with a groin injury. So if that's not near 100% and whatnot, then maybe he still lets Barnett play with it. <laughs> goal kicking, not the groin <laughs> Lovely. Uh, yeah, Mitch Barnett, you got one shot at it last week and then Phoenix Crossan was kicking all your goals when he was off the field. So not ideal timing. Um, but yeah, it's just I cannot wait to get rid of Barnett. As much as I think he's a valuable enough player, the lack of minutes, we've talked about it for a while now, it's just killing him. So under 500k now, it's yeah, round 13 and then move That's on. That's the problem. Barnett's a great player. He's just got to be on the field to do that. Connor Watson, though, interesting one. He looked, you know, an inch or two away from busting a tackle and maybe breaking the line last week. I thought he was okay, but I don't think he had a single tackle bust to his name after the end of that game and still sort of eked out a 44 like they all did in about um, that many minutes. So, I mean, Connor Watson for me is probably still an interesting final reserve kind of play, at least in a, a daytime game like this. Maybe it opens up a little bit more in that second half stint. Would you be backing him in for a decent score this week? I think he's going to get a round of one PPM. So it depends on what minutes he's playing. 
Um, and I couldn't tell you what that is week to week. They're changing so often. But he's very dangerous coming on. He was running game against the tired forwards, um, small nippy guy and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, he can he can definitely get a big score. I think he had a 70 or something the week before in just about 30, 40 minutes as well. So as soon as he yep. comes on and, and gets a attacking stat against some tired boys, then he's putting up a good score. He's worth uh, plug and play if you need him to um, and definitely worth holding until round 13 by. Manly, on the other hand, they're going from strength to strength. So obviously, Tommy Turbo is leading that charge. But Josh Schuster, he's been uh, an A much talked about this season and also now getting talked about as potential origin smoky. So there's always one of those players yeah. who never actually gets up, ends up playing there or whatever, but his name is talked about despite only playing a handful of games. That's Schuster. In this case, he's named at 5'8", again, where he was, again, just a huge influence on that result last week. Um, had his hand in a lot of... Uh, the tries that Manly scored. So he could have been rewarded with a few extra tries points, but he wasn't. Uh, in any case, he still eked out a 60. So doing great stuff for them. But uh, the big one for them is that Curtis Sirinan's back from injury. He's been named on the interchange bench. So potentially could eat into either the minutes or starting spot for one of, you'd imagine, it'll be either Carl uh, Lawton, who's there as a fill-in, or Sean Kepi, uh, who's there as well. That shouldn't affect Schuster, right? No, well, Schuster's playing in the middle now in the halves. So even he'll, when he's back, I should say when Schuster uh, is back in Foran's returning. Once um, Foran's back, that's when it will start getting murky. But um, yeah, they're going to have to play these guys somewhere. Carl Lawton's an injury risk. He was first game back after a long, well, short actual Achilles rehab. Yeah, I think it was short, um, way short. It was like five months. Five months, to six, seven. One of the shortest years. ones there was. But it was say long layoff anyway. Um, came back and he looked really, really good. Scored a try, but um, still, they're still going to be easing him in, I think. So Curtis Siren and they'll they'll share some minutes along that um, edge there. Anything else in the eight games that we've gone through, mate? Before we go to a quick break, just a quick one. I've seen his name bandied about a little bit this week, and I didn't realize he was doing so well. But Ruben Garrick is going at seventy-two right. points per game at the moment. Um, last three games, he's got 65, 92, and 128 against the Eels. He's just gone bananas since Tommy's come back and just putting up tons of fun. Yeah, we were all talking about him at the start of the year as being like a he's not going to last uh, that long. And if you look at his scores, he wasn't doing that flash either. But then, yeah, maybe new lease on life. And kicking goals as well. The Eagles are putting up a, a few scores as well. He's actually, I think, number 10 on the trading list this week. So well, obviously catching the eye despite a... Turbo came back in round six against the Titans, didn't he? Or was it an mm. earlier week against the It was Warriors? Titans, yeah. Well, he's gone – since then, Garrick's gone 113, 105, 40, 65, 92, 128. It's been huge scores. Uh, the 40 came against Penrith too, so you can forgive him that. Um, better players than him have scored worse than that against the Panthers. So, um, It's just been phenomenal scores from him since Turbo's come back. Certainly has. Very interesting play uh, heading into the buyers as well. Could be around 17 one. Uh, around he drops 17 a little bit. play. He's got a break even of nine and he's 620K already. So he's going to be very expensive um, very shortly. That is luxury trade with a capital L. All right. That's the team's part of the pod. We'll come back and then go through Sam Walker. We'll talk about our left field and safe plays for the week. And then also look at maybe we move Cleary on and bank some cash. Who'd have thought? Anyway, be back with you. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. CFC report trades and captains part of the pod now. We'll go firstly, Sam Walker, number one trade-out target for this week. Lakey, why would you hold on to him? Um, I don't see a lot of halfbacks worth grabbing. Um, you've got Cleary, who's far and away number one. Um, Jerome Hughes was probably next in the list, um, but around 13 play. And then you want somebody playing in round 17, and that's Sam Walker. So I don't... I understand the thinking behind it. He's had a couple of bad weeks. He's topped out price-wise. You've made a a bunch of money from him. So you can trade him probably straight across to someone. But the two guys I mentioned are far and away the best, and you're looking at shelling out, well, 200K to get to Jerome Hughes, um, another 500K sort of thing for Nathan Cleary. Hmm. It's a weird one. I mean, Sam Walker, we've, and I had it pointed out by Lake A, the better Lakey on the pod on Sunday, but he has been, I guess, playing injured. There's been talk about him carrying that shoulder, I think it is, AC joint concern for a couple of weeks now. And if you have a look at his scores, they might be reflecting just that. And even last week against the Broncos, like obviously the Roosters were just couldn't get much of a roll on with everything that was going on around them with the referee's whistle. But Sam Walker just looked um very very much i guess out of his depth um in that game there obviously it was a tough one but yeah he was throwing intercepts he was losing the ball he just didn't look uh the player that he was when he first sort of burst onto the scene a couple of weeks earlier so i don't know whether it is this injury thing or whether it's just the lack of forwards around him but it's sort of a bit of a concern if you'd like me you hoped you could carry this guy right the way through uh, till 17 and potentially beyond um have you seen enough obviously the two tons were huge but is that enough to give you i don't know any hope that he might turn it around over the next couple of weeks yeah, yeah. I mean, he's every opportunity. He's still got some gun players outside him. So if those um, balls go to hand, he's got a couple of try assists and he doesn't score an 11 last week. But they just were got ambushed by the Broncos. They had nothing going for them. Um, they had guys in the sin bin multiple times. And um, he couldn't get anything going. He, coming the next couple of weeks, um, Raiders are a schmozzle this week. So he just got to get through that game. Then he gets a week off with yep. the origin break. And then in a couple of weeks, he gets another break for the mid-season rep by round, whatever they want to call it these days. Um, so he gets a couple of weeks off over the next couple of, and he should be able to get himself right. So um, I'm holding as an owner. I just don't see too many other options that I want to trade him to at this stage. So I'm just going to write it out. Three options that I'll give you and we can go through each. Matt Burton, Jerome Hughes and Albert Kelly. 
I'll just have a look at some of the trade-ins for Sam Walker this week, and those three are high on the list. Starting with Matt Burton, he's under 500Ks, three-try hero from last week, obviously all well talked about, uh, should be moving into the halves, uh, whether it's six or seven, potentially with Luay out as well. Who knows where he will land, but will play the first buy. And then going forward, you'd imagine, given Penrith are not losing any games, they'll rest some of their players and Burton will get more of a starring role. Are you seeing enough uh, that you think Burton might be a play despite being at, at centre? Even that, like, that's not stopping him. Uh, no, but- so is it now that we have to start considering that he's locked into that spot long term? Yeah, well, he is. He's um, he's won that spot on merit now. Momorowski's been back from injury for a few weeks, and they haven't. Um, he hasn't displaced Matt Burton at all. So Burton's going strength to strength there. Put on three tries last week, obviously, and and put up a big game. Him and Toto have formed a great combination down the left side. There, they just look lethal every time they touch the ball. And um, as you said, he's going to be moving into the halves more than likely when um, Cleary's gone. So. He is a good option. He's probably not one that will be a long-term option. He's going to be a guy that you grab now. Mm. Play him the next few weeks while his cash goes up from this big score. Um, and then you might Only a 22 break even, though. So he's yeah. got a 21 floating in his average. And this is what gives me sort of pause about bringing him in and, and seeing him as the big option. Obviously, like Sam Walker, you've got that 11 or whatever it was, 13 in the back of the mind. You've also got his 123 here, which could be clouding some judgments. You have a look at, at uh, Matt Burton's last few scores, 56, 34, 55, 21, and then 123. So there are occasions where he gets, uh, you know, might be toes time, they cut him out, uh, whatever it might be. Serviceable enough scores. Um, but I don't know. I, I think you're kind of hoping for more of a out-and-out gun. Um, which brings me to Jerome Hughes. Uh, interesting name, 700Ks, had a few big weeks that have really pushed that up. Uh, having to, will have to steal a bit more of the limelight with uh, Cam Munster potentially out a little bit longer term. Ryan Pappenhausen not there, obviously. So Hughes has to play more of a starring role, uh, which could be better uh, or could mean good things for his scores. So if you have a look at his last five weeks, 102, 141, 80, 103, 74. Uh, huge scores against Massive. some decent sides. Some decent sides there. Roosters, uh, Warriors, they've been okay. He's got 140 on them. Souths, 103. Um, he's putting big scores up against pretty decent opposition. You know, in one of the premier sides in the competition, no origin risk. He's a Kiwi. And uh, playing the first buy. I mean, he's ticking every box for me. 714K might be the price tag uh, he's not ticking, but I don't know. I think a match up against the Broncos this week. Uh, break even of 89, every chance to do that. In mm. round 13. So, yeah, I really like Jerome Hughes. He's one of my favorite guys to watch in the NRL. He's just so lethal. Um, and as you said, you did mention Munster just briefly. Um, was it Physio that tweeted this afternoon that um, his foot's taking a little bit longer to heal than expected? Yep. So, he is a risk of missing origin and a couple of subsequent weeks after that. That's a big watch for us Queenslanders and um, Munster fans. So, yeah, he could be – if I'm moving Walker, um, it would be to Jerome Hughes. It'd be um, – there'd be no one else I'm looking at, and um, I'd probably be locking him in for the season. So, it just means I'm going without a halfback for around 17. Um, Which could mean not if, uh, based on our current sides, you're not having a fullback or a halfback for right. around 17. Hmm. Correct. Could be an interesting move, but uh, who knows? I mean, it's a long time in, in rugby league, as we always say, so no idea what our side will look like come round 17. But Jerome Hughes, I reckon, is a great shout for this week, despite the price tag. 89 break even against the Broncos at Suncorp. That, um, yeah, 
I mean, easily clearable, despite the Broncos being resurgent, as their fans will tell you. And the final one, speaking of the Broncos, is Albert Kelly. He's, I think, uh, third or fourth on the trading list for Jerome, uh, for Sam Walker this week. Any love for that move? 300-odd K, Jewel. That is yeah, absolutely insane. He's played one he game, play- guys. He played very well. He looked good. He was a good buy a few years ago whenever he was at the Titans. But um, as I said, they... If he is the answer to the Broncos' problems and they're going to be beating teams like this every week, then so be it. But I need to see some more before I bring him in, and especially playing against Melbourne this week. Mm, good uh, good return from him. He had a 40-20. He had uh, try assists, try contributions, plenty Looked of great. tackles, a lot of misses. Looked great. And he was one of the better, as I said, he was one of the best players in the comp it was three or four years ago when he was down at Gold Coast. But he's been out for a while. Um, looks a lot heavier than what I remember him. And um, mm. he he's um, got through his first game, gets to play with Milford this week. There's another consideration. So you just want to watch. I just want to watch and see what he does. Tell you what, I would much rather have him at this stage than bloody Tyson Gamble. At least he's not getting sin-binned in the final seconds. Like Gamble, for God's sake. Just Every do a Jimmy the Jet, please, and land in the side for round 13. That's all I ask. It's a very small ask. So I think what we're saying, Lakey, is that Sam Walker would only be a trade-out this week if you're going to uh, Jerome Hughes. Otherwise, hold your fire and just keep him around because he will get a couple of good uh, week breaks over the coming month. Yes, yeah, good. Trading Cleary for cash. Let's talk about that one. He is the first player ever to be over a million bucks and climbing with a negative break even. It's an incredible uh, run of performances from him. On the, on the other side, so much cash. Uh, if we were to sell him and maybe move him down to a guy like, I don't know, a 200, 300K player like Albert Kelly, you would have almost a million dollars to play with around your side. And is that where you now need to consider... A, there's been never a history of a player being this high in the game, so therefore the only way is down, really. And B, uh, this could really set you up for the run home if you manage to get these picks right, which is obviously the big question mark there. But are you entertaining this thought at all? Um, I hadn't been, no. But uh, as I said to you, it is Cleary or no one. So if you're going to be doing this, you want to have a surefire plan to be able to get Cleary back shortly after the origin break. Um, for that run home because you cannot go without him on that way home. The, the Also, you wouldn't be doing it this week. He's playing the dogs, as we said before. He's got a negative break even. He's going to earn some more cash. Um, depends what he scores. He might be $2 million next week. But um, you look at doing it next week. It, as you said, with Jerome Hughes at a, what was it, 89 break even, he's every chance of going down a little bit, hovering just around there, maybe going up. 10 to 15k. He's not going to move in We just much. talked about him playing the bo- We just talked about him playing the just Broncos. Just talked about him It's the not 189, which I'd be a little more concerned about, but 89 is so achievable. That's exactly right. So he won't be moving too much at all. Uh, Cleary is going up a bit. You make that move heading into round 13. You, you've made, looking at 400k there, you've got that to, you know, add on to a uh, Stefano or a Lenu and grab some absolute guns. But Make sure you've got a plan to get Cleary back. You need him there. I think the the thing we've got to think about, and we spoke a little off air about this guy, but uh, Gareth Widdop was someone that came to mind when I think about people selling high. Yeah, and that's he right. He got to, what was it, 800K? And I'm pretty sure we all freaked out and thought, God, how's this is unreal. How's a player up this high? And then fast forward, what is it, two years, and Nathan Cleary is going to be pushing 1.1, if not more. So it's a pretty remarkable one. You've got to think now, based on this performance, is how is he likely to be priced 
long term. So if it's 800, even 900K, if we think that's where he's going to settle, I don't know. It's it's a good immediate cash grab. But again, you've got to have that plan, as you said. So is it just playing silly buggers for the sake of trying to gun up a little bit? It, it is. Um, you, we've said all along you don't trade your guns. You want to keep these guys so their price rises and drops are irrelevant. Um if we've had Cleary from the start, we've made 300K, but if we don't trade him, again, it doesn't matter. So, mm. But the, the only thing is if you want to put that cash to good use, you can you can bring in a round seven. Like maybe you grab um, Torhu. You can, you can flick Stefano and grab Torhu. That's an instant impact trade for your team. Yep. Um, and you haven't gone down too much to a Jerome Hughes who's going to be playing while Cleary misses a few weeks. Um, so it's hoping that Jerome Hughes' extra games over that time covers what Cleary's outscoring him by week to week. But the way Cleary's going at the moment, you, you just won't be going near him. Um, he can't keep getting 200s. Surely he cannot keep getting 200s. I said about, <laughs> um, I say a Papali'i a couple of weeks ago with his try scoring, but it's just law of averages. He's, he's scored five tries over the last two weeks, um, 400 super coach points over that time. Panthers are killing it, but they've been killing it all year and he's been going at 110s and 120s sort of thing. So these last two games are an anomaly on his yearly scores. Um, I see him finishing the year probably around a 105, 110 average as opposed to the 120 he's sitting on at the moment, which means he's going to drop a bit of cash over the coming weeks. So... um, Trading him out next week, as I said, for a cash grab and then bringing him in a, back, a bit cheaper. Um, it's not the worst idea in the world. You've just got to be prepared for the death ride. What I absolutely love and just emphasizes his absolute goat of a year is that his lowest score is 69. Well, what a year for Nathan Cleary. Absolute. So, and who knows? Maybe you could have a low score this week. It's just a weird old year, but I think uh, to settle on that whole argument, playing it safe in Supercoach, you just do not move this guy, keep him in the side a lot, just hold the trades, whatever. Or, you know what, throw caution to the wind. No one else is doing it. No one will think about it. it. If you're an overall player and you're looking for a pod advantage, this is the ultimate pod play is to get rid of Cleary when everybody's trying to get him in. And just don't tell anyone you've done it either because then, you know, only if it works out, obviously. But, you know, if it doesn't, just keep it on the DL. Uh, say someone hacked your side, whatever, Friday night beer's got out of hand, <laughs> whatever it might be to excuse that one. No, we've all But, you know, it's just a game. Throw a dart. I wouldn't mind if uh, anyone out there is willing to do it. Would love to know how that goes for you. Speaking of left field, this is my play for the week. I've talked about Jerome Hughes. I've brought him straight in. Sam Walker, see you later. And the... Left field play and, uh, you know, buying low and obviously not a name that's uh, sparked a lot of interest this year. He's been quite on the regress, but Billy Army Kicker, buying him this week, Lakey. Thoughts? Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> well done. More of averages. Players can't be <laughs> shit for a great deal of time either. So, Billy Kicker, he's 400K. He's playing in a Panther side that's killing it and scoring tries and not scoring well. At all. But a couple of reasons. So, obviously, going to play this round and that's against the Dogs. And then he's going to play the bye week and he's an international. So, will not be a origin candidate at all. Um, 
getting spelled in game, so relatively fresh. I don't see many restings for him. And now you've got Kurt Kafel out this week. So he's obviously eating a lot of Kikau's minutes, as is Liam Martin off the bench. And today, or in this week's game, Liam Martin's playing in the starting side. Vili Kikau should, fingers crossed, get an hour uh, of attack at the dog's edge and then go into next week um, where he will be a star of the show yet again. So Vili Kikau, a couple of tons coming up, right? Yeah, listen, I love his um, matchups, playing the Dogs, the Tigers, and then the Sharks over the few weeks. But even, like, he looked like one of the best Panthers on the field at Magic Round, and he scored a 40 in an absolute drubbing of the Titans. Um, he scored Look, a try no facts, last week. No, no facts, facts. I don't want any negativity. I just want you to tell me how good this decision is. You know, the thing is, we always say, like, you're just jumping on bandwagons and you're following the crowd and all that. This is totally going against this the crowd. This is a right? very left field really play. I was exactly. very serious. I'm not going to – I won't lie. I was very seriously looking at him, um, being what he can do and the price that he's at. Um, he's dropped over 200K since the start of the season. So, he's he's cut price, Viliami Kikau. Um, if he can get back to try scoring and running at his best, then you've you've stolen a, a pick here, Sam. But he still is actually try scoring. Well, that's just it. He scored a try and, and got 60. When he scored. Um, mm. So, it's just he's not a huge workload guy. So if he's not getting attacking stats, he's not getting points. Um, I see it as a short play. It'll get you through round 13. I can understand going someone from like a, maybe someone's not playing in your side and you want to bring him in as an extra number because you've got some cash. Go for it. Um, but yeah, it's not someone I'd be looking at getting and uh, keeping long-term. Trading out Saab for him. Jason Saab. So, you know, his combination with Turbo has been killing it. But now I just don't have to worry about it. I've not played him at all this year. He's not playing 13. Um, I don't know. It's just nice not to see his name there despite a little recent resurgence. So, anyway, Billy Kickow, I'm 11K, so whatever. Bring this bloke in early. He'll turn up this week and I guarantee everyone will jump on him for 13 and then my whole pod play will be ruined. But either way, it's a couple of other 100 players that are jumping on him. So, that's my shout for the week. And, Lakey, you're going the safer route. Well, who are you going? Um, I'm looking very seriously at the cheese. First of all, we um, he was drinking beers with us at uh, Magic Round or around us, or I should say, from 30 meters away. He was from drinking 30, beers. Yeah, with us. so yeah, we had a beer um, with the cheese. We were we were going to the bar there, the Garden Bar at Suncorp, and the cheese spent a good 35, 40 minutes walking from the seats to the bar and back again, stopping for every photo along the way. So. Just a genuine good bloke. It was tough to watch for him because he wanted to watch the footy. But, um, yeah, he's come out with a big game last week. You got Harry Grant missing uh, the next couple at least, possibly the backup game in round 14 um, with his hamstring injury as they try and get him through the origin period. Playing the um, Broncos and depleted Titans over the next couple of weeks, as we said. So, he can... Put on some good games. Since missing Harry Grant, he scored 65s and then a 106 last week. So it's, uh, again, possibly a little bit more of a short-term play. He might end up in the lock position, depending on what happens with Finucane, um through Origin as well. But a um, bit of a cash grab option for me and someone who's going to get a decent score over the, the buy round. 
Yeah, I like it. Similar to Jerome Hughes, but a lot uh, lower priced in this case, a couple of hundred K. So you look at him, he's not an origin risk either. So ticking some good boxes there. So I kind of like it, particularly now hooker, second row forward. So I know a lot of players have got um, Connor Watson and, and Jaden Braley up there or one of the Tigers hookers um, at hooker. But for the second row, I mean, you've got plenty of spots now, particularly with Angus Crichton now going uh, for a couple of weeks. So, it's a very easy trade and one you'll make some cash from. Oh, so, I think Brennan's so I've, um, mm. I've got the money there to go from Sean Bloor, who's scoring eight points off the bench in about 10 minutes, um, straight to the cheese and have about 100K left over. So, I've got room to move um, depending on how I want to play it. And I, I just absolutely love that. I'm probably increasing my score 70 points. Love it. Until Sean Bloor scores three tries off the bench in round 13. That's just how Supercoach Physics works, mate. I like it. Uh, let's move on quickly to some of the cheapies. So I filtered the list of Supercoach players who are playing in round 13 who have been selected in the starting side, no benchies uh, in the starting side, and potentially will play round 13 as well, uh, assuming nothing goes wrong between now and then for them and their sides. So these are players under 300K playing in round 13. Starting from the top, there is one player who has averaged above 37, and that is Bronco Keenan Palacia. 81 last week, courtesy of a try. He's 186K, second row forward only. Does he pique your interest? Not particularly. Um, again, he was on debut last week. He bagged a try. Our own um, catfish in the chat said he's not very good, um, so we took him on his Broncos word. But, what would catfish know? Um, he's only at every single training day they have. Yeah, that's right, and then sometimes the back of their cars and whatnot to hear the chat. But mm. he um he got came into a side that absolutely steamrolled the Roosters. No one saw that coming, and he scored very well. But um, one game in, he's got to be another watch against Melbourne to see how he goes on Thursday night. And if he scores relatively well again, then we reconsider next week. I think we're booing him. I think he's a boo. Um, okay, that's no good. So, Jacob Arthur, halfback only, 173K, playing his third game this week. Uh, cheer or boo? Boo. Um, Dylan Brown. This could get very because there's a lot of boos. There is a lot of boos in this list. <laughs> Sorry. Dylan Brown's back. Dylan Brown's back next week. So, he'll be straight back into the side. And then what? Arthur's gone for money. Mm-hmm. Billy Burns, William Burns, playing his sixth game, scored a 31 last week. He is priced at 239K, playing for the Dragons. Cheer or boo? Ooh, that's a tough one. He's been playing in the centres to cover guys um, and now gets his shot in the second row. But um, is it Kirk? Kerr was injured or suspended this week, so he'll be back next yes. week and um, probably take Billy's spot. So I'll give him a boo. Okay, Moses Embai, Cody Ramsey, Braden Musgrove, Reese Kennedy. Uh, of those, Embai, uh, no, do not go him. But Cody yeah. Ramsey is probably the, the one there I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, to keeping see how he an goes eye this on, week. yeah, exactly right. See how he goes without a, a HIA game and then what happening with Dufty next week. Uh, who else we got? Jimmy the Jet, lol, of course. We jumped on him, we jumped on him early. We knew what we were doing, Lakey, we're geniuses. Uh, Chris Lewis with trade, Storm. Yeah. Thank you. Storm, uh, second row, 193K. He got a 73 last week, I think, with a try. And he's playing at 5'8". Um, so, just goes to show his versatility. But uh, another one there, he's, he's playing the Broncos this week. He's in the starting side. Uh, could be filling in, so you never know. Maybe not won't yeah, be the worst right. option. He's um, been named at 5'8 again next to Hughes, so they obviously trust him with the ball in hand. He can play that role. Um, 
And so Munster's looking like he's going to be out for, you know, the next couple of weeks at least and possibly more. So we'll, um, not a bad shout, but again. What's Riley Jacks doing? Where's he? Is he injured? No, he's there and thereabouts. I just don't think they like him. Uh, Cooper Johns, he's on the interchange, extended. Yeah, there you go. Chris Lewis showing some faith mm. in him. Good to see. Uh, but there you go. Um, Anthony Don. Centre, obviously, the GOAT for centres in the Titans lineup. 19 was his score last week. He's got an average of 21. They just don't like his side. No, they just don't go anywhere near him. They keep going left. Even when Fafita's out, they kept going left. Wonga Blake, eight points. Sinbin last week, average of 21. 300k on the dot. What do we like? What I'll tell you what I don't like. He's absolutely the only man in the league that can stop Blake Ferguson from scoring tries, i tell you that much. As a former owner of Fergo, I can attest, and I quite enjoyed seeing that last week after I traded him. And finally, Braden Willie Army. So there are 12 players on this list, not a huge extensive list by any means. But Braden Willie Army, the uh, anti-hero from last week, and well, last year, in fact, <laughs> we did mention he'd made a grand total of, uh, uh, what is it, 7K you know, with an average of 20. So <laughs> any love for the returning Willie Army? Can't say I have too much of it. How long is um, Ravalawe out for? Uh, I think it's quite an extended one. It's like four he, weeks I think or something. Four or five seconds. weeks, but I can't remember exactly where that started. So, yeah, he should um, play next week. But is it really a warm body? Do you need someone that badly? So cheapies for round thirteen. I think it's safe to say R A. Few and far between. There you go. Boo hiss indeed. Let's finish with your forte captaincy. Who are you going this week? Well, we spoke about it off air, um, and you were saying how based on the scores, you just lock in Cleary again. But um, I'm going to VC him in uh, the early Saturday game, I believe they're playing. Um, Who's your AE risk with that uh, play? Plenty. So <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Everyone, mate. I've still got Sarv sitting around there. I've got Bloor floating around unless I trade him out um, to the cheese. So there are a couple of risks. But, yeah, Cleary in uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon against the Dogs um, could go – could be anything. So, okay, what do you think? Uh, see, so your captain is uh, my captain. I'm looking very seriously at going against my boys with Tommy Turbo. He's um, he put 150 on uh, the Eels, who'd only lost one game this year, and were you know second best side in the competition. Imagine what he's going to do to the Knights, who have just been leaking points at the moment. Scary proposition indeed, but I think, I mean, for a guy like Cleary coming up against the Dogs, almost at what point do you pull the trigger if he does go large? Like, how much do you think Tommy Turbo can actually score versus what Cleary may? And then what you're going to have to cop from a Sean Bloor five points in, in your AE. So that that's sort of the consideration there. But, I mean, you're taking a punt. Um, law of averages, as you said, Cleary cannot keep going this uh, this large, except maybe this week. Uh, I've gone him as captain, obviously, and Nico Hines, Thursday night game. Uh, I think he might go pretty large as well. So, again, I just don't know what at what limit I'd need to see from Nico before I'd take the C off, off Cleary. So it could be a wild ride. And, you know, looking at some of these matchups could be another week of 1,400-plus scores. And just quickly, Lakey, stake bet update. How did you like Mitch Moses uh, last week? Oh, what did he do? He torched it, didn't he? Yeah, he got about 20 or 30, I think. So, boating well. I'm looking forward to my medium rare. Uh, I feel it. You <laughs> Dang. Love it. 
that's our pod for the week, Lakey. We've combined them. We've uh, cut right through. This one will drop for your Wednesday morning commute. Bit of a long one. Have us on one and a half, two, even if you're willing to with speed. But, Lakey, it's been a good one. I look forward to this round. Uh, one more week before buyers, the all-important buy week where we're all going to make our charge for the run home. So, that's lots to right. think about. The, the week we've all been waiting for. Certainly has. And a, a couple of interesting trades. I've got my Jerome Hughes versus your Brandon Smith this week. Can't wait to see who uh, comes out on top. Could be 180 versus 170, which we wouldn't complain about. But anyway, go you good things, the Broncos. <laughs> oh, God. How dare you? Uh, thanks, mate. And good luck to you boys on Sunday. Appreciate it. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.